You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I think we should call the <laughs> what are they called over here the RSPCA. <laughs> no, uh, animal control. Yeah, because I'm going to go and kill a dog. Oh dear. Well, then, then then we need the police. So, um, if if you are listening to the show and you hear a dog barking, you're not actually a harmful person. No, you would no. never ever harm an animal. Just hold on. Let's be really quiet. <laughs> He's going to stop. Yeah, he st- he stops. But yeah, if you hear a dog, uh, I apologize. Um, it's a black dog that's in the neighborhood. Somebody else's dog that Buddy, the dog. Buddy the. Pain in the ass. <laughs> we don't have a dog. We don't want a dog. And we don't want a dog in our neighborhood. And yet, we're surrounded. And, yeah, just our little rant that our neighbor just across the road doesn't... Across the pay yard. Any, doesn't pay any attention to his dog. Leaves it outside all the time. Yep. I feel sorry for it. I do, too. And here you say you want to kill it. Yep, I do sometimes. But anyway... You're, <laughs> Let's uh, kill them. And then they'll send the dog off to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Much better plan. We're, um, this is after the show. I don't think we've done an introduction yet. All right. After the show, it's not Monday, December the 7th, as my uh, thing says. It's Uh-oh. Sunday, December the 6th. Um, this is after the show, episode number 47, and we're reviewing the movie The Dark Knight this week. Finally. We're the last people on Earth to see it, right? Correct. Um, so we're reviewing The Dark Knight on Blu-ray disc. It's a 2008 movie, if you don't know already. It's going to be released this Tuesday on DVD and Blu-ray disc. It's probably Warner's biggest release of the year. I imagine they're gonna. You'll see a billion adverts on television for it. Um, and it's it's totally what it's all about. Batman. The Batman. <laughs> the Batman, as they refer to him in the story. Um, we're at a new stage of the game here, where we in- are introduced to the Joker as bad guy. And more sort of preaching, uh, not preaching, um, pointing out the social ills of Gotham City with corrupt police and corrupt government. And this goes a little bit, we're not seeing Batman become Batman anymore. He's got a few tricks up his sleeve and new things. But what we're seeing here is more deconstructing the, like, the establishment and making way for the criminal element and... Also, the development of a new bad guy, which I won't talk about. We don't want to spoil anything. So, yeah, it's the continuation to Batman Begins. Yes. And it's um, Christopher Nolan again, and it's... As a director. Reinvention of Batman franchise, pretty much. No, they've already reinvented it. This is a continuation. No, what I'm saying is that I'm I'm trying to set up the, that this Christopher Nolan version of Batman is different to the comic-y kind mm-hmm. of silly Tim Burton different... I like Tim Burton's. You did? Yes. I really didn't I like did any of like those I did not like Mr. Freeze one. I like the Tim Burton one. Right. So uh, this is uh, Batman Begins. Uh, this isn't Batman Begins. This no. is The Dark Knight. <laughs> um, and as we, sa- as we said last week, we, haven't, we hadn't seen The Dark Knight until today. Correct. Um, and what, did, what was your overall impression? I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Th- I like the darkness. I like the grittiness. I like the idea of a bad guy who truly doesn't give a shit about anything other than just causing havoc and that's yeah, it I, I, mean, like I the, really like that I like the fact that he's not 
yeah, like you say, nothing matters. Like no, he can't, nothing. Not if he gets a, a gazillion dollars, he doesn't really. He doesn't, doesn't care. matter. Well, he doesn't care at all, does he? Like about. Other than he has that hint of thing where, of course, he's never. He and Batman, Batman can never destroy each other or whatever because they need each other. You know, there's also that there, Yin but Yang. he has no sympathy or it doesn't seemingly. So I love that part. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say. Uh, you know, not seeing the Dark Knight, but a big fan of Batman Begins. I don't know why we didn't see the Dark Knight sooner. I think we were just waiting for the for the good version of because it because the theater out. sucks. Yeah, well, we say that every week, but yeah, well, um, um, that's why. That is exactly why we did. I did not want to sit through a long movie that I wanted to thoroughly enjoy with dickheads and whiners and coughers and sneezers and cell phone people. Well, I've got to say that um, I really love this film. I, I think it was excellent. I think it was. Um, for me, better than the Di- uh, better than Batman Begins, because of Heath Ledger, pretty much, and that not just he- not just that it's Heath Ledger, that the Joker character is really good. In the first one, it was uh, Killian Murphy as the Scarecrow. I wasn't really into. That was the only thing that kind of yeah, see- exactly. What I really liked about Batman Begins was the or- you know seeing him develop his technology and become Batman. I loved all that part, but I didn't really care about. You the didn't scarecrow. like the Batman bad guy, and then in this one, the because you don't get any of the development, you get Batman fully, kind of fully realized, and the Batman and the bad guy is kick ass. So I think if you put them together, I mean, I like the Scarecrow as a bad guy. I just mm-hmm. didn't. They just didn't seem to make him evil enough. You know, no, not like the Joker. I mean, this this yeah. Joker is the best Joker. I mean, the, it's what I imagine the Joker to be like. Um, I have no imagination. See, I read the comic books when I was ah. a kid. And it's my... I always thought of the Joker as like a real evil bastard. Like, not like... Ha 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 ha. Right. Here's a funny like handshake. Jack and buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah, not that. I didn't never saw it as that. So this is perfect. And Christopher Nolan is emulating the comic books rather than... What were they emulating in, in the old Batman? Were they emulating the was, 60s thing? No, I think it was like bringing the kind of kitsch of the TV show mixed with the comic book bad guys, that kind of thing. I really think... That's where the inspiration came for those. The well, I, don't, I don't know that. but And they're also different, but I think it's that playing more off of the TV shows than off of the... But them. anyway, this one was... I'm trying to find fault in it, but there isn't any. No, it's really long, and I really love that. And every time you think you're coming to a conclusion, it isn't the conclusion, but it's not like a false ending. And No, and it's not particularly action-packed. When it's, it's got action, it's, it's massive. It's got action big time, but it's more of a drama and the unfolding of these characters. Really totally. slowly. Like. And the, the Joker's character, while when he, you're first introduced to him, he is, you know... Psychopath. It's pretty obvious what he is. But the layers of him just unfold as it goes along. I just really thought that was really well done. And that's not all just from his the way he played him, which of course is brilliant. Like, but the actual dialogue—I mean, the actual words that—that that is dialogue, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the words and dialogue. <laughs> the words they use are the dialogue. No, the actual dialogue between characters and stuff. It's not. It's not cheeky. It's not one-liner. It's not anything. It's nice, solid. Oh. Dialogue. Okay, I was just saying I can't think of anything a fault, and you mentioned dialogue. What was Christian Bale doing <laughs> when he's Batman? What's this? Hey, I'm it's Batman. It's Batman. That's not dialogue. <laughs> I'm <a> Batman. <laughs> What's that all about? I think he's just trying to distinguish. Them. I think he was trying. I think maybe it's the suit. 
Maybe when he's in that suit, it's like pulling his head or something. Is he know. smoking a cigar while he's in the suit? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. He's the first time throat. he talked, I was like, no, don't do that. Do you have a sore throat, Batman? No, I was like, don't do it. It just sounds real. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Like, And then I thought, well, maybe he was just being extra dramatic. It was a one-liner. He Because he was doing a kind of a one-liner-y type moment. In the beginning, yeah. And then I thought, and then next time he did it, I was like, no, don't do it. I, I don't remember you doing it in the first movie at all. Like, I don't think it was as bad as that. It wasn't so good. I think it's just a tool to separate himself. That's what it is, yeah. He's become further away. And I got used to it after a while. Yeah, but it was laughable for me a little... In a few parts, I was like... Also, it's sometimes hard to tell what he's saying. He's so gruff. A little bit. He's like... Joker. That is not... (laughs) That sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Some evil Um, dirt monster. I'm available for hire for uh, voice acting sessions. Funny how you lose your accent when you do that level. $3 an hour. <laughs> Minimum wage. Well, we did just discuss you making me a ringtone by saying something, so oh, I'll yeah. hire you for I'll that. Do you the, um, I'll do you that Batman impression ringtone. How's that? Your that's phone's kinda, ringing. That's, kinda, <laughs> that's like Louis Armstrong. That's yeah. not a Batman. All right. right Off topic. So, yeah, so um, that was the thing that I found. And it was, you know, I don't know. Did just, you feel the... Not did you feel the there were lots of peaks and valleys like oh big action and it wasn't just action sequences it was like we're just, drawing to an end here we're coming to a conclusion oh no we're not but yeah, not definitely. in a bad way not in the way where you feel like oh great here we go some more it's more like I don't want this to end I don't want this to be the a good the, example is Spider don't, don't ruin something Spider no Spider Man okay. three I felt like it was I felt like it was long. And it was never getting to a point, you know, like, um, yeah. this one, I didn't feel like it was long. Because it was it was only two hours. Yeah, and I didn't want to end. I never wanted that to be the last. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Spider-Man 3, I wanted it to be the end. <laughs> you know, when they climbed up the thing at the end of Spider-Man no, 3. No, I don't remember. Well, they climbed up, the, climbed up some thing and had a fight and somebody fell off. Oh, the Sandman was... Something. Who cares? <laughs> but I, there was the thing I was going to say. I mean, it's not just about um, Gyllenhaal woman... Who's in this as, uh, what's her face? Rachel. Is that her name? Rachel. But I really like her as a character. I mean, I liked, I like her. Rachel Dawes. I didn't like Rachel so, well, I didn't mind her in the first Batman either. Cruises woman. Different, yeah. Um, No, it's not the actress, it's the character. Because I hate Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I find her whiny and wussy, and I couldn't give a shit if he dropped her off the bridge at all. I mean, seriously, like, shoot her off the bridge. I don't even care. But when it comes to this woman, I really like her. Because she's, she's like, tough. She's tough. And I mean, she's tough and not cliche tough. Like, because there's, there's sometimes I'm thinking of movies like Resident Evil, where there's like the Rodriguez yeah, character, yeah, exactly. where it's stupid. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of that character. This girl was sophisticated, attractive, all them things, and she's super tough. Bold. When she's interviewing that a guy yes. in the police station, she's bold, but she's not like. I don't know. Like yeah, you said. it's not. It's not like um, it's not a damsel in distress at all. No, she I liked her. I liked her in both um, both versions. I pref- yeah, I like um, Gyllenhaal um, version. I think it's Gyllenhaal. Let's be considerate of the people in their name. Well, I think I think I, I am entitled to say I like. She can no, call. She can call me uh, for the day <laughs> as she wants. <laughs> as gully, as some people like to say. Yeah. As gully. So uh, 
Yeah, not not on the cast though. Um, the movie, yeah, I, I really dig it. I think it's um, I, I'm I want to see another one now. One of my favorite parts, and this isn't or anything, but there's a big truck that flips over, and I was like, holy shit, that looks really good, and it, I wanted to rewind it. That was the one of few times I wanted to see that again. There was lots of favorite parts. Lots of favorite parts. Um, and most, uh, in fact, a lot of the favorite parts for me were not the action parts. It was just like. Interactions Some with dialogue people. between Heath Ledger. I don't want to spoil anything either, but there's like one scene where he's talking, and what he's saying is just like it's just fucked up. You know, what <laughs> compelling. I'm saying? Every time we get to the get to a part where they're talking, it's compelling. It isn't throwaway dialogue. It isn't throwaway moments. It isn't oh well, let's get to the next action sequence. It's all compelling. So another is and. What I can say is, like, we've seen quite a few superhero movies, you know, super comic book movies this summer. We've seen more than ever, probably, more than any other year. This one's, like, to me, like, an adult-orientated uh, one. It's, you know, like, the Hulk is just crazy, you know, oh, Iron Man even. It's crazy for everybody, yeah. family entertainment. This one's quite dark. But with adult edge. Yeah, this, this, one's more this like... one just is an adult movie to me. It's like, it's... I mean, I'm not saying don't let your kids watch it, but maybe don't. Maybe don't, because it's pretty grim, like, it, and there's some disturbing stuff. And some of the concepts are a little bit more. I'm surprised it's adult. a PG-13, to be honest. Well, Just well, I don't no, want I don't want to spoil anything, but there's, there's no some major gru- violence. Some gruesome stuff. A little not, bit. Yeah, and and that what I'm talking about, which but it's I'm not, not bloody. What I'm talking about, which I'm not spoiling though. It's pretty scary to look at. I mean, I'm thinking of it as a kid. You get kind of used to it, though, after, like, the first... We're adults, so... Yeah. I'm just thinking... Oh, I think kids are more resilient than we are with that stuff, but... And any... You're just sin. But any violence... It's not... Which there is, and there's something really hideous that I'm thinking of. (laughs) It's almost a a seven moment, like the movie Seven with another Morgan Freeman's in that one. Yeah. It's almost oh, connections. It's, it's almost a seven moment. Yes. Yeah. That. That was hideous. It was hideous. I was thinking PG-13, really. Oh, I, and I didn't think that at all. See, I when thought, I was watching Ooh. it, I was like, wow, this, For, is, what I was this is pushing of, the edge of stuff, like, you know? <laughs> it always sound really shitty because we're not explaining what it is, but describing it sort of around I, I did a little um, <laughs> pointed at something and you went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. There must have been surgery involved, and that's the part that made me think about, oh, my God. How did that even get the way? Yeah, that is? That, that's what I mean. It's in your any violence is implied, even though you. Well, in fact, the same for seven. You don't see the axe, but no? you see the after effect, and you're like, okay. So when you see that person in seven who's been fed to death, <laughs> yes, all that goes through your head is like, okay, so how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. You go back, and, and that's what it. makes it disgusting, yeah. isn't it? Like, because yeah. you're like, oh, really? Or oh, the funny penis with the metal blades on it? Yes. Ugh. That should be it. Maybe that's one of your uh, recommendations. Maybe. No, I can't have you tell me what my recommendations are. <laughs> but anyway... You um, can't taint my recommendations, mate. But anyway, The Dark Knight... Um, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And in, I in fact, Iron Man in was... a few weeks, even, at some point, I wouldn't mind just sitting down and watching them both again. Yeah, I, I don't actually own the first one. I need to get that one. Um, but what I think, overall... Not overall, but... After seeing some clips from the first one, Christian Bale looks really young 
in the first one. Yeah, it was only a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, but they right? made him look young because he was meant to be young. And then right. we see him several years later, remember? That was before he took off to the mountains or whatever. And then when he comes back for the rest of the movie, he doesn't look like that. So I think they made him up to look super young. Right. So before we move on to the cast, uh, let's do our uh, recommendations because they're right there. Uh, you haven't got any. So I you... do. I oh, you have? Okay, you. here's mine. Batman Begins. I just mentioned it. Um, I'm going to have to get the Blu-ray disc And now. can I tell you? I'll tell them. My thought of that was, oh, how original. Well. Well. The prob- like, nobody's going to think to go see that one or no, watch that the one. the thing is, <laughs> if, you, if I'm telling you to watch The Dark Knight, I believe you should see Batman Begins before you watch it. I agree. And I do think there's, like, some kind of two set going about at the moment. Because there are characters in this one, not just Batman himself, but you you develop these other characters and then you meet them in this one you want to know why there's such a bond between Yeah, so, you know, Batman Begins is my first recommendation. And my second one is just because I'm a huge fan of Christian Bale. I think he's really good. I always have. And my favorite, this is totally my favorite role he has been in as American Psycho. Is it your very favorite? Yeah, totally. I I can't think of anything else that is better, which is American Psycho, which is based on the Bret Easton Ellis book. Mm -hmm. We might have talked about it before. um, He just portrays Patrick Bateman the best you can possibly. As a psycho. I might have even had American Psycho as a recommendation at some point. You might have. You uh, keep a list. It's that good. Let's recommend it twice. And my recommendation... It's a set, but I'm only going to pick these. And I'll tell you why first. As I'm watching it, there's one point in the movie where it's like, I call it like the kick-ass moment where you've been you've been welled up by different parts of the story and now you want him to go kick some ass because he needs to or like someone deserves whatever they're about to get kind of thing. I mean, that sounds very vigilante, but that's what Batman is. And so I want, I love that feeling. Like, yes, there's going to be some like, and this person has just, conjured up all of their their oomph and they're gonna go do what's right right and so what came to my mind was and I thought oh I'd like to watch another movie like this right after this or at some point and the thing that came to my mind was Kill Bill 1 and 2 Oh yeah, perfect. So that's my recommendation because I think of her laying in that truck with her toe wiggling and she's talking her way to get her toe to move and she's like you will move move and I just thought and then the rest the whole premise of that movie is her going to kick some Ultimate ass. revenge movie. Yes. And really? I, that's what came to mind. So um, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Yeah, and Kill Bill 1 and 2 are out on Blu-ray. We reviewed them just, just a few weeks ago. Well, not podcast, but review review. We did? We sure did. Weeks ago? Well, on, no. when they came out on Blu-ray. <laughs> it was we did a, a long Blu- time ago. No, Blu-ray re- versions came out like four or five weeks ago. And yeah, we, well, that wasn't me then. We updated the DVD. I did. Yeah. I updated the DVD reviews. So, the, yes, they're up there on Blu-ray disc. Excellent. Um, and let, so you've got your recommendations yep. in. Let's move on to the cast. So this is like quite a star-studded cast, as the other movie was. Christian Bale as <coughs> Bruce Wayne and Batman. Excellent, John. Excellent. Apart from the, <laughs> <laughs> who knows what that's all about. Um, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, Heath Ledger. We have to mention deceased Heath Ledger. He, is, he, he died deceased. just after making this movie. What did he die? What, what was the uh, accidental prescription drug overdose? The guy's brilliant. I, I do believe, so. apart from A Knight's Tale, which is horrible. Was he horrible in it, though? I watched it on HBO, and it was horrible. He was horrible. The other guy was horrible. Everything he, else I'm was horrible. I'm sure he wasn't horrible. Yeah, horrible. Really horrible. <laughs> you mean um, cheesy? and Yeah, more. cheesy, yeah. It's, you know, it's a musical kind of weird Knight's thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's terrible. Um, 
But Brokeback Mountain, another amazing movie. Monster. Monster's yeah. Ball. Yeah, the guy's... The guy's... The guy was. I mean, that Joker... What a way to go out, eh? I know. And I, I couldn't help myself but think and know that every time we see him, thinking, oh, crap. But then I said to you, we watch John Wayne movies, and you don't sit there and go, oh, he's dead. You don't. It's just because it's so Always new. Always at a bars, though. Yeah, exactly. You don't watch old movies and think to yourself, oh, God, everyone in this is dead. What a shame. And you don't focus on it. So It's just because this it's, is so recent. It's so new. And, yeah, you know him. It, didn't know him. I mean, we've known You've watched all these movies, yeah. Yeah. So, and you thought, well, you know, this is just a young guy. What, what is he going to be doing like next? And then- so I think that in a way it does color the way you look at his performance totally. What's, I mean, I, for myself, mm, because you, as you're watching it, I thought what you just said. If you're, if you know, bad. If you're going to die when you're young and you're an actor, you would think. I don't know. It's go like, out with a bang. Yeah. Because that Joker went. Goes yeah. out, you know. That's a bang, isn't it? That that, but that I don't mean the performances. Yeah. Um, you know, I've. I'm sure this will be up for an. I'm sure this. I think this movie sh- should be up for an Oscar, regardless of Heath Ledger, for oh. quite a lot of things. Um, actually, you know, special effects cause, were really good. And there, there were a couple dodgy ones in the beginning. Yeah, but not let's be not a lot. Like it was, it no, was actually it was really limited. good. Like, and um, you know, this the photography, um. Whoever the cinematographer is. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention the IMAX thing. You know why? Because I didn't even notice it. And you know what? I totally did, and I thought... I totally didn't. Okay, so the Blu-ray... Let's mention this before the... um, The Blu-ray disc comes in the original IMAX theatrical kind of cut. So what it is, is all the scenes that were filmed by Christopher Nolan in IMAX, which are mostly Vista scenes and action scenes, actually the finale, the the last eight minutes, the first eight minutes, and just into... Burst scenes in between. I didn't notice that. They're all filmed in full frame widescreen, which actually fills your entire screen. And then it seamlessly drops back to the letterbox. <clears throat> letterbox. Um, and I totally noticed. In fact, the resolution of the IMAX part, you can see way more detail. And, and especially, they're showing you shots from a helicopter mostly. On these IMAX parts. In fact, some some uh, sometimes it only is like two seconds long, and then it squits back to a. Did I you? didn't know. No, I didn't notice at all. See, I, I didn't it. notice the beginning. I noticed it all. It. Oh, oh I, you would now. I think it's you, lost on me because I wouldn't. Uh, no, it doesn't matter to me. Though. It's actually great. It's um, I wished that the whole thing was filmed in IMAX, but obviously that's very difficult and mm-hmm. very expensive. Um, but. It, I thought, when I heard that this was going to happen on Blu-ray disc, I thought this was going to be a train wreck and mess the movie up. Because like, they're saying, oh, the aspect ratio will automatically change. Sometimes it'll be full screen, sometimes it'll be letterbox. Sometimes I was thinking, oh, that's going to be distracting. I actually noticed it the first few times, but then I was so into the movie, I... Um, yeah, I didn't notice that at all. You never ever saw it change? No. Really? No. How you mentioned you, it when it not? first started. Oh, IMAX. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's full screen. And then from that moment, I didn't notice when it changed back. I didn't even... Because I just, I just didn't. I'm surprised. I'm wondering how you could... Because the picture was... Because <laughs> I'm watching the movie. When the picture goes letterboxed, it's about... The only thing I can think is that it fades size. black between shots or scenes, and then it does that, and I'm just not noticing. It's it's a pretty cool effect, and it works pretty well on a... I mean, if it's lost on you, it's lost on you. Yep. But for me, it looks really good. And especially on a big screen like that, what we've got, it it definitely puts more into those action scenes, especially the one where, at, 
well, the the bank heist at the beginning looked really good. And, yeah. Um, there's there's actually added detail in those scenes. It, it just seemed, you know, when he mentioned about the camera, how the camera works and the focus and stuff, it actually looks different. The cinematography in that part, in those parts, but the parts where it's like helicopters flying over. Um, and there's there's one particular part where it's letterboxed and then it just slowly goes up uh, instead of it just flicking. It slowly, you know, reveals mm. the full picture. And I just thought it did really well. And I can imagine on an IMAX screen that those parts were amazing, but they're so few and far between and some of them last two seconds, some of them last five seconds. And then, see, there was, you know, when he was driving a Lamborghini? Yeah. It went into it then as well. Quite. Really? <laughs> yeah, and they, they, and most of the shots were behind the Lamborghini, really tight, and it was following it. That was awful, but um, it, it's a cool idea, and it's a unique movie that you know. Yeah, I, I prefer to get you know, and I, I don't care. You can't watch it in the all letterboxed. There's no option to. You just watch it in this version, and it, it doesn't do anything. Nah, I, I, mean, I didn't even notice it if I wasn't looking for it. Yeah, I totally noticed it, and I think if you're a Blu-ray fan. You're Maybe good. if you're watching on a TV, it might be different. Like a regular TV where the letterbox is a if you're lot watching on a, If you're watching on a regular TV, you would notice for sure because... I guess you can't because Blu-ray, right? Blu-ray's only going to... Because this is really letterbox. this movie. It's, it's one of them ones with a skinny. lot of letterboxing, skinny and wide. So when it does fill, it fills like... And very noticeable at the beginning because the bank heist prologue part is all in so broad daylight. You only called it prologue because he did. Well, it's actually been available for a lot, a lot, um, a long time before the movie. Um, when when you bought, that's why it's called the prologue. It was always called the prologue, but um, it's just the beginning of the. No, because you could buy it separate. Right. So it was on Blu-ray um, and HD DVD. The first eight minutes of the movie, you could get those on. You know, it was like a. This is how the Dark Knight's going to be. You know. You got it on uh, when you bought Batman Begins. It was included on there in high definition. Right. So everybody had seen that like a year ago. You know, the up to the part where the right thing comes through. So, um, well, yeah. Anyway, that's regardless. The prologue s- scene is shot in such stark broad daylight. It's it's quite stunning to look at. It is. It does look good. And I just can't believe you wouldn't see a no. change in aspect ratio because that's that's insane. Because it's. Literally on our screen, <laughs> going from two two and a half foot high to four foot high instantly. Yeah, I was just watching the movie. But yeah, if you're a Blu-ray fan, what I was saying, and you want to see what Blu-ray can do, those scenes what are full IMAX, those are pretty much. And if you look at the bitrate meter on the the really high bitrate, because there's obviously a lot. Of, you know, right? We see the size of that film. It's as big as this laptop screen. It isn't is. It? Just that one one's frame cool. And the extras to yeah. see actually how big an iMac film is. Oh, IMAX. IMAX. You can go at IMAX, <laughs> but um, Steve Jobs will want some money. IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, going through the cast. Uh, that's just a side. But yeah, yeah Blu-ray presentation is really nice too. It's um, a very dark movie with like really a lot of detail and shadows and stuff. But then there's like superb like date like the hospital what? and the yes that are just completely as light as you've ever seen anything, and then there's a lot of moody, moody scenes. It's good I, balance. I just think it looked good. It was um, Warner have been criticised for Blu-ray um, transfers. 
but they don't put enough into them. But I think this one was this one will show people that they can do it, and we'll mention something about the extras later that we think we they got right. Yes. So, um, moving on to Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent slash Two Face. I liked him. I really like him. Um, Sometimes he's he's like a cartoon character. A little bit. Like when I was looking at him. You know, as Harvey he's Dent. super chill, chiseled. Chiseled and very... Like, I think well, he looks chin. like he stepped off a comic book to me. He does. Like, so I think he was a good And I think choice. he does a good job, yes. Yeah, really good job. Uh, Michael Caine is returning as um, Alfred Pennyworth, the... Would you say manservant? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, neutral, I'm neutral on him, but I hope they don't change him. Cause he, he's pretty much like... He's, he is the Michael Caine from the Italian job. <laughs> he's just is the he? Sa- it's just the same Michael Caine from the Italian job, the one who says, "You know, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off." Is that? Uh, he's a cheeky Cockney chappy who says "bloody" all the time. Right. Like, bloody hell, bloody hell, Bruce. But you know, he's like that. <laughs> nice. He turns into an Australian halfway through the film. Um, but anyway, yeah, a Cockney Australian. He's pretty. He's pretty cool. I, I, I think he adds uh, authenticity. Yeah, I don't. You know, Michael. It's Michael Caine. He's he's the man, really. Why? Just because he's awesome. He's in the Italian job. Why does that make him awesome? We won't get into this discussion, but it's I've one always of those I've always liked him. He's just Pretty awesome. Much. He's one of our classic English actors. Come on, <laughs> uh, Maggie uh, G- Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I'll call Gyllenhaal. her. Um, I'll call her later. As Rachel does. I really like her. I did too. She's got a really unusual looking face, which I really think is really attractive for some reason. Unusual face. Yeah, she has like a little funny little nose and but she's super attractive for some reason to me she reminds me of like <laughs> my old english lit teacher that I told Ooh. You she has a really square body like like square shoulders and she moves nice yeah i, I just think she's pretty, i like her hips i think she's pretty good <laughs> i like her. what about her performance i liked her in secretary uh, secretary the best yes yeah that was oh dear yeah that was that, okay there's my second that was pretty recommendation <laughs> there's my other recommendation secretary yeah, if you Kill want. Bill 1 and 2 and Secretary. Both featuring strong women characters. If you want to see Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal um, up to some very strange things, Secretary is the movie. And uh, Mr. James Spader, another brilliant... James Spader, guy. yes. Very good. Um, I'd like to see more of James Spader, but since he went into television, we're probably not going to see him in the movies. Mm. Not uh, being weird anymore, anyway. No, like Crash mm-hmm. or, or, or Secretary. Perfect. He's perfect. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Yeah, in fact, those three movies... It's like a... It's like a those, if you put them three movies together and had a bit of a marathon session, it's kind of deviant. Deviant. So yeah, there's a good marathon weekend to have those three movies. Um, Sexual deviant. And then weekend. there's Gary Oldman, brilliant Gary Oldman. Absolutely brilliant. As I James said it Garden. while we were watching the movie. He is brilliant because, first of all, if you've never seen him in anything else and you're just watching this and you're a twelve year old kid, you just think he's some fuddy duddy, middle aged kind of boring uh, American guy who's playing a cop and whatever. No. This is a man who's a British... Yeah, he's not nothing he's like dyna- that guy. He's, no, he's, and he's brilliant, subtle and perfect and unbelievably lets himself be... Never... In this movie, in this, this character, he never, like... Take, I mean, it's Gary Oldman for Christ's sake. Now, if you want to, if I'm questioning you about Michael Caine, you can question me about why no, I, I think he's brilliant. I think, I think he's uh, absolutely um, amazing. So, I want to see some of the best performances from Gary Oldman. Um, Leon, the professional, probably the best one for me. True Romance. 
was was pretty intense. I think Leon, the, the, Leon the professional for me. It's just oh, yes. that cop is just like the slow unhinging of bad that lieutenant cop. Is, mixed uh, yeah, it's, it's, and reacted with a little bit of also bad the fifth lieutenant. element. That that character. Yes, that's almost like that cop guy, but in a different guy. Yeah, he always plays a. Just but, but in this, I, I just have to say, he's absolutely amazing. What was the one that we saw him in? Like a in, like a. He was in a, like an independent kind of British movie. It wasn't No by Mouth, was it? He was wasn't it? in that. No, because his no. wife, his sister was. His sister was in that one. Yeah. yeah, his sister is on EastEnders, a British soap opera. That we watch every time. Oh, we watched for like seven years without ever knowing. Every time I see her now, though, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Gary Oldman. It's Oldman. So um, then we got Morgan Freeman. Wow, the names just keep coming, right? He's all right. Morgan Freeman is Lucius Fox. In fact, next week next week's um, review is Wanted on Blu-ray. Right. And Morgan, oh, dear. Morgan Freeman pretty much. Don't say oh dear because you can't. Um, I've seen... I'm talking about him in that movie cusses and swears too much. We've already said What this. I'm saying is... What I'm getting at is... <laughs> We've already said this. Every movie that he's in is always... Always. Nearly always. It's like a mentor kind of guy. The authority figure. He's, you know... Intelligent, wise somebody you go to her for years, advice. Very wise, or God, full of wisdom. Sometimes God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A couple times. That's the ultimate God. guy to go to for advice, right? God. Um, but yeah, he's always the same guy. Always typecast isn't the word for it. Yeah, because Million Dollar Baby, he's the wise trainer guy in the gym. It's typecast. It's it's like, hey, we need that guy who's like, um, we need. But then a- everybody says he's brilliant. Now I understand he's good. Shawshank Redemption is my favorite one. Yes, I enjoy watching him. I like his I like way, him, but it's but I don't know if any of it ever makes him brilliant. You the know way what I you're going to get. Gary Oldman is brilliant. What I'm saying is when he steps on the screen. Yes, and that's you the know difference between, and that's the same with Michael Caine. Okay, that's why when I see Gary Oldman do something that's just every, if I pick ten of his movies, they're all different, and every time you are like consumed with his character. <laughs> These guys, they're not like that. They're no. just the same. I also wrote down Killian Murphy as Scarecrow, but it's so <laughs> Like, I have small, a second. Yeah. Um, but he's just, cool. It's just to tie it from the other movie, and he's cool. it's kind of cool that they did get him back in there. I like um, him, because 28 Days Later, obviously. And that one on the plane, which was kind of weird. Yes, Red Eye. Yeah. Some some people <laughs> would probably rather be poked in the eyes than watch that movie, wouldn't they? Um, now, the action in that, the fight scene in that movie was I think pretty was, good. I think somebody fell off something, though, at some point, and that's just... Somebody fell off something in this too. Yeah, but there's a bit of a twist on that one. <laughs> um, and, all, and last, and this is what I was just laughing at. Any honey Michael Hall. Any honey Michael Hall. <laughs> as Mike Engel. Any honey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think that means Anthony. Anthony Michael Hall. As Mike Engel, which I know it's not really a big deal in the movie. I just wanted to throw him in so we could mention Anthony Michael Hall again. And let's let's admit it to the world that when we were watching the credits, and I go, "What was Anthony he in? Michael Hall?" You know, I you, didn't even know you said this. you said I knew he was in it because I wrote down this beforehand. But, but you didn't you, know who you he said was. to me. Where was Anthony Michael Hall in that? And I said to you, he was probably one of them guys in the clown mask and the, robbing the bank. <laughs> That's so awful. And then, of course, in the extras, we're like, well, yeah, there he is. He's a newsreader. Guy. Yeah, and he was fine. He was good, but. Yeah, we'll mention him a bit more when we go on to the extras in yeah. a minute. Uh, the director's Christopher Nolan. Um, Batman Begins. I can't, say any, I can't say anything bad about him. I, Memento is like masterpiece. Um, Insomnia, all right. Mm. All right, I thought. Not really. Batman Begins, really good. Um, this one, really good. The Prestige, my recommendation for last week, yep. really, really good. Um, he's had a good run. He likes Christian Bale. He does. Yes, he does. 
and Michael Caine. Yes, he does. You must be friends with yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Christopher Nolan. Um, in one, You know when I said earlier that I didn't have anything really bad to say about Batman Begins? Occasionally, and this is something that might just be me, the camera spins around people too much. Yes, where What's they're in the middle about? and you're, they're on a track going around. Too much. It's very MTV. I'm like, oh, it's very oh, music stop it, video. stop it, stop it. <laughs> like, like, okay, uh, okay, I know that Batman is talking to somebody else. Here's what's happening, right? The minds of people like that. Well, we can't just have him sitting there talking. Static. No staticness. Yeah, which is bullshit. I it's, don't mind watching two In fact, talk. here's the conversation, right? The, the, the DP. <laughs> here's the DP and Christopher And the Nolan. producer. Don't forget the producer yeah. in the studio. Christopher Nolan says, setting up the shot, Christopher Nolan says... This, uh, this, he talks like this. He's British. Yeah, he talks like this. No, is he Australian? Uh, anyway, he talks like this. Um, this scene needs a bit more kinetic energy in it. <laughs> and the uh, DP goes, we could put a track down and spin around them. <laughs> and the producer goes, how much does that cost? And, he, and the, the DP goes, a million dollars. Oh, let's do it, Christopher Nolan And the director says, says, do it. Christopher Nolan says, we got an IMAX camera, do it. Put it on a track and spin around as much as you can until <laughs> the audience is dizzy. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> what was that last? Dizzy. That was a little bit Scottish, I think. <laughs> I'm just saying that's, that That yeah. is what I felt like. I was. I, there was some shots. Like, goodness forbid that just we stop, just have a, a scene where we're just looking at them, let them talk. Who cares? We're going to have a big explosion in about like, There's a minutes. lot of scenes where the Joker's delivering monologues where the camera... Obviously, the, ca- the camera doesn't stop at all. It's just going around his head, around his head. It doesn't just spin around. It also spins them up and around. And like you're watching it thinking, okay, you can... S- I, I got the point that you wanted to keep the camera moving, but now is probably a time to knock it on the head. So that was the only thing. I don't believe Batman Begins had a lot of that. Not that I remember. It just seemed they were trying to over... Yes. Over pump it up, MTV generation kind of crap. Keep it moving. Yeah, Al Pacino, booty sweat. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm that, saying? Yes, some people won't. I do. <laughs> so um, that's that's uh, that's that. That's the director. DVD extras. Let's move on to it. Um, it's the Dark Knight. It's on Blu-ray disc. It's got a slipcover, which is actually pretty good this week because you hate slipcovers. I do. So the slipcover has the picture of the bat pod jumping. Yeah. Really cool. So you would expect... Why do we have to call it the bat pod? That's that's his name. Always has been. So when you um, eject, you would expect the bat... Probably the bat pod to be on the inside uh, cover too, wouldn't it? Oh, but not anymore. Oh, nice. Inside is the joke. So that is... I think Warner did everything right this time. What the hell? Except for those stickers. Yeah, don't... They put two big stupid stickers on the front of your cover. Um, But yeah. Very good. So you get two different versions of now, the Now, are they putting out different ones of these so that you have, like, a set? Don't push it. <laughs> okay, so, um, as we mentioned earlier, the movie is in... It's, it's, it's actually a new... They had to come up with a new term for it, I guess. It's a variable variable aspect ratio. When it goes from 241 to 178.1, which is the IMAX parts. So we mentioned Can we have that. a camera spin around while you do the boring parts? Well, this is give, give us a little more kinetic energy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if this was a video podcast, we could. Um, Just so, imagine it. We're spinning around him as he reads off of the cover. Okay, okay let's mention this now. <laughs> disc one. This, it's a three disc set. This. There's a digital copy of the movie, which we mention every week. Great. At some point, that needs to become standard, and it's not an extra it's anymore. An, no, but yeah, it's on a separate. It's in here. Um, 
And then there's disc one, which is... Disc three is the digital copy, but disc one is the movie with the focus points. Now, when we talk about U-Control, when we watch Universal BD Blu-ray discs, and then we say, oh, U-Control sucks. Well, this is... It is U-Control. It's Warner's version of U-Control. Focus points. But, how's it handled? I'm just going to call it what it is. It's extras. And on U-Control, they make you sit through and navigate every single one and pick and choose, pick and choose, pick and choose, and it's really a pain in the ass. Ass. On this one, as as a list... You can either walk, you can start the movie up and have these extras come up during the movie again, or just pick them from the list. It's really good. Just like and I they're said, all in HD and they're all not in a little window; they're all full. Yes, exactly. And you can pick what you want. You can play all on a, on the one I think, can't you? Can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I was play all at the top. Yeah, yeah. and so, that's brilliant. So yeah, and those were all good. Too. It's, yeah, they were all good. They were very. Um, proper like this is how we did this part mm-hmm. of the movie and here's the director and here's how it happened you know straight up it's pretty good and then there's the bd live which we've never done on one brother discs and this disc isn't out till tuesday yet we managed it to works. get on there and do it um be warned though if you've got your home theater set up to watch the movie volume wise <laughs> yeah. when you press bd live and start to watch one of the clips turn it down because yes. we almost deafened ourselves jesus and we're in like serious surround sound <laughs> and it's already turned up really loud it was like yay but what are the what were the extras the extras oh, was- on that was just uh animated versions of comic stories with the batman um quite a the few batman. of them yeah quite a few of them too like yeah. two full stories which well it told about nine clips probably and then you could go to the oh, trade more than that more. Yeah. And you could go to the trailer section and watch a bunch of trailers. Which... That was it, though. There was no other behind the scenes. It was just all animated comics. They looked really cool with the um, moving drawings and stuff. And the front cover says, create and share your own video commentary with Warner Brothers Blu-ray Live. Now, that wasn't there just no. yet, but I'm sure it will be added. Because it's live, they can add it. Now, disc 2 contains most of the real special features. Everything in high definition, I must say, on this disc. There's no copying out and putting a DVD crap version. Like something else that happened last week I think anyway there's two I think I described them as television programs totally television programs Um, they're 45 minutes apiece one's called Batman Tech and it's the incredible gadgets and tools of Batman exactly what I just said it's kind of it's like trying to um, figure out if Batman could work in reality and that's one of the things I really like about Batman that he's not a superhero it's a guy with a bunch of money who can kind of develop what he wants, and if he wants to make a suit that can fly... I guess having money is a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, But that's an interesting take, isn't it? Yeah. I always thought it was, because, you know, Batman ain't flying around. He's using stuff he made. Like, it's it's pretty cool. Oh, you know. So, yeah, there is that one. Pretty good. Kind of overproduced in a... A little overproduced. In a, like... Condescending, very. Well, fine. If you're into the gadgets of Batman, you'll see them. All. If you hadn't seen it on TV already, yeah. And then there is um, the Batman Unmasked: The Psychology of the Dark Knight. Delve into the psyche of Bruce Wayne and the world of Batman through real-world psychotherapy and high def. Key the kinetic energy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, we started to watch it, and I said, "I feel like we're about to get a big." Dose of bullshit. You said bullshit. I, I say bullshit levels uh, reaching, <laughs> yes. reaching full capacity. Because it's Captain. just a bunch of talking heads who are either talking real about or the Joker and how he's on the psychology you know, of real, each bad guy yeah. and how it reflects our societal urges and shit like that. And that's cool and everything. But if you aren't already thinking about that, 
you don't need a TV show to tell you. Just don't think about it. No. Um, and then the third extra is uh, six episodes of Gotham's cable premiere news program, Gotham Tonight. Those are now, good. Now, this is where... These are in high definition, too. It's actually really, really, like... I've never seen the news in high definition yet. And that... Uh, when I was watching that, I was thinking, <laughs> imagine watching the news like this every day. Like, just in your... You know, yeah. Like, but Because it, it looks so, you know, sharp. But anyway, it's Anthony Michael Hall. As the kind Mike, of like Mike a... Engel. Borderline... Uh, what's the word? Um, exploitive. Trying to be a little bit. He's interviewing different people. And then this one, we wa- the one that we watched the full thing of. Interviewing um, the district attorney Harvey guy. Harvey Dent. Yes, Harvey Dent. And it was really long and really detailed. And it actually gave you a little bit more insight about how things worked with the bank robbery and Like stuff. a proper and, news program. Yeah. Like, like even cuts to a reporter. Yeah, cuts to a reporter, takes a couple phone calls. And there's six of them, did you say? Yes. And that was pretty good. Probably about ten minutes each. I think they're good supplemental to the movie. Yep, they are. It's stuff that is playing on, like, on a television during the movie, you know, in the background, stuff like that. Well, this is, like, the full studio version of yeah. it. Like, you see the whole thing. Um, and then there are galleries, Joker cards, concept art, poster art, production stills. Yeah. Bunch of, we've seen galleries before. They're galleries, they're pretty cool. Yeah, and there's a lot of concept art for this one, obviously, with the vehicles and the makeup and... And then there's, stuff. like, every trailer and every TV spot in existence for this movie. All there. <laughs> um, and that's it for features plus the digital copy. Now, I'm a bit disappointed there wasn't a, uh, commentary. Yeah, like and no deleted scenes. That's weird. Yeah, and no deleted scenes. Not that I'm disappointed. I'm Maybe they didn't have any deleted scenes. Maybe you shot what was that, you know, what was... Um, but, as far as a Blu-ray package goes, for me, it's really a top... I wouldn't not want to own this one. It's something I'd watch again. It's top The notch. movie, yeah, but you're not going to watch the extras no. again. No, never. So why should we pay extra for extras? Uh, I don't think this is particularly expensive. Probably because they're going to sell fifty billion. Is it twelve dollars? No, it's that's my price point from now on, and I'm going to stick by that. Entertainment should not be more than my dinner. I don't give a shit what they say. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Ray uh, Ray Fuller says, "Hello, podcast listeners (laughs) from the internet." He's calling from the internet. Isn't that supposed to be Purple Mongrel? No, just Ray Fuller. It says on my list. (laughs) Hello, Ray Fuller. Whoever you are. <laughs> um, so then there's a... Well, that's it. That's the Blu-ray disc of Batman Begins. I, I do not hesitate. Go and buy it. Um, I wasn't... I've never been hyped about this movie, strangely enough, because I love Batman Begins. Never been... You know, that hype thing that gets into you and you're like, I really want to see that. I really want to yeah. see that. It never hit me at all, ever, until when I was putting the Dark Knight on our marquee this week. <laughs> we have like a little... home. Above our home theatre, we have a marquee where we put what movie it's going to be for the week. And I was putting the words The Dark Knight in, and I was like, holy crap, I've not seen The Dark Knight. And you loved the first one so much. Yeah, so it never hit me, the hype thing. But now it has, I've seen it. I'll hype it to anybody who asks me, do you want to, you know, is that any good? I will hype it. I will hype it, not go buy the DVD, because, I mean, you're going to watch the movie and enjoy it. I don't think you need the DVD. I will tell you to go buy the Blu-ray disc, keep it, perhaps frame it. Maybe buy two. <laughs> Stop it. Thank you to our friends at Warner Brothers for the. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm saying rent it. Rent it on Netflix. Rent it on Block. But rent it on Block. No, I, I'm totally saying um, buy it. It's a buy for me. 100%. Why though? You're not going to watch anything but that movie again. Why? To have buy the it? movie. Yeah, for thirty bucks. 
Yeah, totally. It's I'm, ridiculous. I'm it's ridiculous. Books. And I'm going to say it every week. No, totally. 30 bucks is fine. Buy it. Okay, so... Uh, I'll let you pay the cable bill next month. And then you can decide how cheap it is to buy free no, DVDs. No, I'll be buying the DVDs. <laughs> true. Well, that is true. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Right. I don't care how much it costs. You're buying I it. did buy a DVD this week, actually. I, um, the X-Files are both... You did? New, the new X-Files movie and the old X-Files movie in a Blu-ray box set. So we, we'll perhaps watch that tomorrow and report back on it next week. I mean, it's not a full-on review movie because no. we actually just went out and got it ourselves because, uh, you know, X-Files... So I think we should probably watch that one tomorrow. X Files is one of the things that brought us together. So yeah, oh, and, um, there's, there's another movie. How sentimental you are. And there's a, there's <laughs> another movie of this summer that we never we haven't seen. We it's know a, a big one. Um, I'm telling you, when you don't go to the theater, you you know I used to go all the time. I don't know, but you probably did too. I used to go every week, three or four nights a week. I would go to every movie that was at the theater to the point of, oh crap, I've seen every single movie. I'll go see that one again. And now. I'm just so over the uncomfortable, the stink, the sweat, the chairs, the people that I have missed. We miss things. And, well, and if we don't well, get well, what I was going to say to you is when you said when you don't go to the theater, this is my the rest of it for me. When you don't go to the theater all summer, you get an absolute treat from November to the end of December. True. In your home. <laughs> True. Really. I mean, for the last... Eight, nine, ten weeks we've been watching a blockbuster movie every single yeah. week in our own home, right? So, And, that, and we haven't seen them. And, and we, it's perfectly, for me, I would rather sit in my own Oh, bed. totally. So, it, it, if you don't go to the theatre, you're just going to get all the best movies now. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, thank you to Warner Brothers for the uh, Blu-ray disc. Uh, we don't have a contest this week, but the return of the contest will come. It's just a, it's that slow time of year where everything's come out. Right. And nothing's being released so for free <laughs> well for giveaway so i mean we get giveaway stuff from these studios right they really don't have anything to give us right now but as soon as they do and they will we'll, we'll do another contest um so here's games this week i've been playing uh, prince of persia on the xbox 360 not really a lot to say about it only played for about 20 30 minutes it looks amazing gameplay hasn't hooked me at all yet oh really no uh me and my 12 year old nephew uh, sat down until 4 in the morning the other Saturday night Friday night Friday night and he's only 12 and we were up till 4am finishing Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider Underworld it was really fun but we had a big discussion about it me and my nephew and uh, we come to the conclusion it wasn't as good as the last one <laughs> so and then uh, the other game I've been playing is Fallout 3 but I only played it for about Eight minutes, so I don't think that counts. I don't think I can talk about it. I thought Fallout Three was like one of your salivating games. It is, but it's so big, I haven't put it in because I need to commit to it. Right. So I played the beginning part and then kind of. But anyway, um, I've had a couple of emails this week from people who listened to our review of Blu-ray discs and DVDs, Blu-ray discs specifically, and wanted to know what Blu-ray player they should buy. Mm. I had two emails this week about that. So Heavy responsibility there. So, my personal recommendation for a Blu-ray player, and there are several options to you, well, a lot of options to you, is a PlayStation 3. <laughs> now, even if you're not into video games, I still recommend a PlayStation 3 for a Blu-ray player, simply because it's the fastest Blu-ray player there is, as in, when you put the disc in... Um, Ten seconds later, the movie will start. 
Yeah, but how much is the... Is it? What? Price. Um, for a PlayStation 3, I think three ninety nine. How much is a standalone DVD player? Blu-ray player? 250 to 300 All of them? I thought they had some now for like 120 130 The old ones with no... None of the new features. Uh, well, I know this is something I have to get at with Blu-ray. There's different levels of Blu-ray. Now there's Blu-ray 1.0, 1.1, 1.3, and 2.0. 2.0 is like all the Blu-ray Live stuff is all built in. Now if you don't get a player which is 2.0 capable, or it's called it's either called 2.0 or MultiView, or it's got some weird name. That's what you want, really, because most of the discs nowadays, they go in that way, you know, they're all interactivity, all the Disney discs. But the PlayStation 3 is a couple of years old, how can it keep up? The PlayStation, that's, and that's my point. The PlayStation 3 is upgradable via firmware, because Sony support it so much with, like, they have to keep it updated for all the new games, and then they add new features. They upgrade the Blu-ray player firmware to support the latest features, and because the PS3 has a big hard drive in it. There's plenty of place, plenty of space mm. to store Blu-ray live content, etc. Now, when you buy a standalone player, if it's not a 2.0 version, they don't really have any storage space, so that stuff's not going to work. Plus, I've heard of problems playing discs with the 129 players. They don't play the latest disc at all. They won't start them up. And if you have a PlayStation 3, you can go on the Sony store and download movies and stuff, too. So then you have definition. another use for I mean, I'm just thinking... I if mean, you're a movie seriously, fan, yes, it's a, a lot of money to pay for something you're not going to use for the gaming side mm. of it. So you've got to find something else. To if you're a movie value. fan, there is also the PlayStation Store, and that it has movie rentals all in high definition. So if if you're a movie fan, there's also that. But if you want the the most compatibility, it'll play every disc that comes out with every feature available to you. The PlayStation Three is where to go, and it you know it. What I really like about it is we cannot. We also have slideshows and music before yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah, it connects it to your as network. Works theater thing. Yeah. Connects to your network very easily. Very easy to showcase. Like, look at slideshows of all your pictures. That's a good. thing. We actually. um we show uh we have like a series of home theater slides that we show pre-show before the movie. So it shows clips from and uh, you can no, play music from your I, network. So I put some music on there, and I have the slides cycling through. And then when it comes movie time, I have a we even have a home theater intro that plays. We sound really nerdy. <laughs> and then it goes to the movie. But what we I'm saying is, we have a whole show. we have a whole theater experience that all wouldn't be possible if we didn't have the PlayStation Three because we were swapping discs. Which also means, if on your network you have, um, can you play shows that you've? Yes. If you have a home theater PC, yes. Like we have a home it'll theater play PC Divix. where we it's like a typical. It'll play Divix and it's it'll a, play. Um, Anything. Right, so you could play, if you saved your shows from your week or whatever on your home theater PC, then you'd be able to sit down with your PlayStation 3 and watch them. Even if you just... On uh, another TV. Even if you uh, recorded a show, even not not even using the network. Say you don't have a network set up. Even if you um, got a show off anywhere. You know, you put it on a USB thumb drive, stick it in the front, it'll show up in the menu, you'll be able to play it. It's pretty good, it's... Um, not only a good gaming machine, it's... In fact, to me, it's a better... So you have to give some value to it, because I'm going to be the a lot of devil's advocate here and say... And also, if you're into games, it's obviously a no-brainer, because, um, you know, there's, there's all them games available to you as well. Um, but then there's... the other, My other re- recommendation when I was looking was the... Uh, 
Sony BDP5350. That's the standalone Sony player. It's up to about the same specs as the PS3. It's just a big, you know, great big standalone player that you put under your TV. But it's it's not quite as fast as the PS3 to load discs, but apart from that, it does everything the PS3 does. That one retails around about 275 To get your updates, you have to have broadband for your so, Yeah, for your you have to have an degree. internet connection. Well, that's very important. You can't just be... Well, you can, you'll never you, get an update. If, if you've got an internet connection at work, for instance, you can download the firmware to a USB key and just shove it in the front when you get on. And that if works you don't, too. and if you don't, and if you don't, then it's useless for those kinds of things. Yes. I mean, <laughs> not yeah, everybody has. Yes, you need internet. internet. Yeah, yeah. And if you go, if you, if Blu-ray Live and all that kind of stuff means anything to you, I imagine you would know to have internet anyway. You know, that's what I was saying. But anyway, the the BDP S uh, five three fifty. That's the other re- recommendation. If you wanted to go, oh, I don't really want a games machine. Right. Um, those are the two I'd recommend. The other thing I um, this week Black Friday. I don't really bother about Black Friday, but I saw a deal. On Newegg.com for a new D. Well, not it's not new. It's been out for a while, but it's a D-Link uh, DGL four three hundred router. Now we had a Netgear router, which for the last few week, well, for two months maybe before I got this one, been having kind of problems with. You've been kind of saying, "Oh, my internet's slow." Or, my Hulu I, I keep getting jumps and my skips. Hulu jumps. Or I'm loading a web page and it says page not found, and then all of a sudden it does work. Now. I th- we have had some problems with our internet connection, but that's by the way. Um, the 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 Netgear router that we had, for some reason, was choking on whatever was happening. Um, I'm not I'm not sure what it is because it worked fine for a long time. So I just ripped that out of the equation and got this new D-Link. Now this is a hundred and twenty-five dollar router. It's like a real serious router. It's not um, it's not your cheap end of the spectrum, but it was twenty-five dollars on Black Friday. <laughs> It's actually one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine now. It went back up, so for twenty five dollars, it's insanely good. And as I'm looking at it, it's blindingly bright. Yeah, no, that's that is, to me. <laughs> yes, it works better, but the blue lights on the front are yeah, what, seriously what's that all like about? Why, thir- is that close just... encounters of the third kind. I am not kidding. I come, in fact, you know what's really cool? We have about to it. shut the door so it doesn't. Yeah, blind well, we us do with... anyway. But you know when I go to the toilet in the middle of the night because the toilet's at the back of this room. Yeah, it's like a nightlight. It's brilliant. I just walk through. I'm like, look, oh, finding this. Look. It's flickering and nice little. But like anyway, light. improvements, insane improvements. Um, when you open a laptop in the house now. There used to be this. There used to be this. What like thirty to a minute? To a minute, yeah. Where it says found wireless connection connecting. Here you go. Because we're very impatient, and if it's not up and running in less than well, well, just let me say, I never thought a router could improve that situation. I always thought, well, when I open my laptop, it just takes a minute for it to connect. That's it. I don't even notice it doing it now. It's just on, like I like a boot. My laptop. I boot my laptop up and uh, I open a web browser and it's instantly there. Like it's there's. I don't even notice that message anymore. So, it improves that. It also improves. It has this thing inside it called Gamer Fuel, which is a. It's something that isn't in cheaper routers and it's called quality of service, and you can tell it which things to prioritize over which things. So you can say, listen, if Xbox Live is being used, anything else that's happening, 
if Xbox Live isn't getting enough traffic, just slow all that you stuff. You can down. actually just go over there and tell it that because that's really user friendly. Yes. You can just lean over it and do what you just did with your hand. Now listen. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> That's what you do. No, anyway, you go into the yeah. uh, web web admin page <laughs> and you tell it, listen, here's Xbox Live. Whenever <laughs> Xbox Live is active, throttle everything in the house. Like if somebody's streaming a video well, maybe yeah. maybe don't throttle it. If Xbox Live's just fine, if there doesn't seem to be any lag, everything can go on as normal. But if Xbox Live starts suffering, just slow something down and it will do it on its own. Now, other routers aren't intelligent in any way, so that never happens. Right. And this really works because uh, I had BitTorrent open um, downloading the OneUp show, right? Yeah. Um, and that pretty much hammers the connection. And normally I would have to pause that and then go and play Xbox Live and then come back and start it again. I just left it going to see what happened. My game was absolutely perfect. It right. wouldn't have been before. So, so it gives you all of what you need and then in the background keeps doing Yeah, just stuff. doing it, but slower. Like uh, CPUs that you, you know, dual CPUs or whatever, where you can tell that to do yeah, this. Yeah, like, like prioritize. It, just, right. it basically prioritizes certain packets on the network and says, okay, all this stuff that's now going to Xbox Live server... If that ever seems to get choked up, like, stop doing something else. So it's really, it's a cool idea, and um, I can't recommend it. Seems like so far I've had no issues. No, I I basically set it up. It took me about 20 minutes, and um, I haven't done anything with it since. The printer's worked. We have a wireless printer that, is it Linksys? No. Netgear. Netgear wireless printer router that we have sitting across the room. And you didn't do anything, did you? You said, I was printing when you were doing stuff, and it started printing. You go, it's printing. Yeah, I didn't even do because because my the next thing on my agenda was to go and make them work. I was like, okay. And my laptop, all I had to do was reboot it. You had to put everything on. And my PC, I just opened it up, and uh, there it was. I mean, it's yeah, it's nice. Um, If you see it for twenty, I think it was twenty nine ninety nine. If you see it for twenty nine ninety nine, jump on it. Hundred and twenty nine. I don't think I could recommend it for that price, but uh, if you're having trouble with your router, might be a good yeah. Um. And the other thing this week was we watched a little movie called Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Um, now, this is Kevin Smith's latest movie. We don't go into this into detail because we're hitting the hour mark already. But oh, right. um, It's Zack and Miri Make a Porno. And I wanted to mention it because, obviously, Kevin Smith's one of my favorite directors. Um, I'm a big fan of the Smogcast. I bought his um, Evening with Kevin Smith 3 DVD this week from uh, the store. Nice. Um... You have a few items that I've purchased for you over the years from the shop I as do. well. Uh, I have comic books. Frame Spider-Man. Uh, you have the black and comics. white clerks action figures. I have this uh, Jay and Silent Bob comics in a frame downstairs. Correct. Um, anyway, Kevin Smith. I really love him. Zack and Mary Porno is his latest movie. It's a wacky comedy, kind of in the Judd Apatow style, as I said to you. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but got a lot of Kevin Smith in it. Wasn't my favorite Kevin Smith, I've just got to say that. No. I laughed. I liked it. Oh, yeah, I laughed. I like the subject sweet. matter. because sweet. I like the subject matter, too, because, you know, the title, Zach and Mary Make a Porno, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Right? There is no nothing hidden. Subject matter is a bit racy, and it's a bit rude, and and that, and Kevin tackles that stuff well. It was funny. Always putting the nice and the sweet side on top. He's a very romantic person. Yeah, just like Apatow He's romantic that. and ornery at the same time. Yeah, and very childlike. Yes. Um, and the movie's exactly that. It's rude, it's crass, it's sweet, it's... 
you know, it's got porno scenes in it. I mean, it's got nude people. It's not nude people. I, you get a little, you get a little penis and a little bit of boob, but not much. The, it's pretty. It's you know, it's about making a porno in a coffee shop. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's take that for what well, you know. Well, you know, my reaction. I, I'm really looking forward to it. But after I've just, I can't help but feel a little let down. I don't know. Yeah, I can tell. I think it was Seth Rogen. I think I've just about had enough of him doing the same thing all the time. I don't know. But I've, I did enjoy it. That strangely, like, but I, I didn't, enjoyed it because it was fun, and I didn't feel like it was a Kevin Smith film the entire time. Like, it had its moments where I was like, "Oh yeah, this this is reminis- you know, this is something Kevin Smith would do." But then I then I had moments of like, "This is just he's doing this for commercial success." Like, really, like what specifically? You know the, you know, the dude who says cocksucker and all that the. Pussy cunt fuck and that that guy. Yeah. Like he was only in for like half yeah, a second. Yeah, do you think he was inserted for half a second because of the Apato film? Um uh, I don't know. Forty year old virgin. It totally it felt like to me like Kevin Smith found that funny, so he, he wanted to do it too, like because it was just the just same thing. Because he finds it funny. Yeah, but it was just the same thing. It wasn't it was just like transplanting him from there to there, like that same with, it was the same joke. Same with the, Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's desperate a little. Is that what you're saying? Me too. Like I want to. That's really look at that over there. Look at that guy. Yeah, damn. They they got him first, and he's. Oh, look at that Apato guy. He keeps making these things, and look how look how popular he is. Like he's way more because I am Apato. You like really a, think he thinks that? No. It, that's what it comes off as to me. Oh, right. What I'm saying is Apato... Apato's stealing my thunder. Is that what you're saying? Apato's the big boy in Hollywood for comedy. <laughs> Apato is... Right? Ste- I was around before this guy. I, I make, can I do this, that shit. I have the same kind of sensibilities. Yeah. I have the same... But I style is different, and that's why no one's paying attention to me. But I can do what he does. I can do that kind of movie, and this is my... This is my... This is my movie that's like his movies. That's, that's how I felt. felt it was kind of rope from that, like... Almost like I'd just seen 40-year-old Virgin knocked up and Sarah Marshall. And here's me writing a movie like that. You think? How did o- you get honestly, that? I did. And, and I felt that, you know, and I'm he's the biggest... Try- he's trying to jump in that stream. In the commercial end of things. Whereas I think you should just stick to what he... Because movies like Dogma and Chasing Amy and even Jane Style and Bob Strikes Back to a degree are what he does. This isn't like that. No. It, it, it's more like the other. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying do do Jane Silent Bob again because you don't <laughs> need to. Like, because Jersey Girl proved that for me. Well, it didn't prove it for anybody. Yeah, but what else. could he do then? I don't get what you're saying. I just feel like he was going too far over there. Like, and I but think, maybe that's him. I think casting Seth Rogen, while that's all well and good, but I'm, he wasn't as big. Remember, we listened to the podcast, and he wasn't even that popular when he got him. Well, he he. Just finished doing Knocked Up. Yeah, but no. Not when he got him. I don't think, but that's beside the point. Anyway, just... There was a smack of desperation for me. I don't know. Even though the movie was funny. And there are definitely Kevin Smith moments. Totally. In fact, what I said to you was... In the first five minutes of Seth Rogen talking... We listen to Kevin Smith's podcast a lot. Well, Mm -hmm. all the time. When he started talking, um, he said... I said to you, 
that's just Seth Rogen with Kevin Smith's words coming yeah, exactly. out of his mouth. That could be Kevin like, Smith. Like if if Kevin Smith would have done that, because he, he wouldn't have took a he, Kevin. I don't think Kevin Smith would have took on the main role of the movie anyway, because he's mm. usually Bob who just stands there, right? Yeah, and he never he wasn't in this one at all, by the way. No, he wasn't, unless he was, and we didn't see him. Hmm. Like as somebody stood somewhere or something, but yeah, uh, Jay, Jason Mewes was in it. Yeah, um, some porn porn stars were in. Remember it. that penis I mentioned earlier? That that would have been his. Hmm. I mentioned that there's some penis and some. Boobies. Oh yeah, yeah, there it's is. It's his penis. Jason shows his penis, and he's cool tattoos. I don't. Are they real? Or are I they think so. Done just to, for that character? Do you think? I don't know. I think they looked real. I liked them. It's it's funny though. He's like, yeah, but they almost kind of look like Nazi tattoos. Almost, they were really severe, like and kind of eagleish. And I disagree. Well, that's totally what it came off to me. But I mean, I'm sure he's not a Nazi. No, that's a really rude thing to say, but no, of course he's not. I am. I am very rude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, it's not the best one. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just all right. Trying too hard. Felt a bit like Clerks 2 again to me. A little bit. Hmm. It's completely different. And Clerks but, 2 wasn't great. No. You might have to admit, it was no. all right. Like, it was all right. That was it. He's He can't capture that magic again. he lost it. <laughs> Did he ever have it? Yes. When? Clerks, Chasing Amy, and Dogma. I, I absolutely think those are brilliant. And Dog- Dogma, if you've not seen Dogma, it's... It's really good. It's very clever, I think. You know, it's a really well put together argument... Yeah. ...about religion. A very odd... From a religious person. Yeah. And that's why it's, you know, it's very interesting. Um... And Chasing Amy is a very well put together film, and Clerks is a very well put together film for the amount of money they had. You know, all of his movies are from him. Do you know what I mean? Like they're all his story, himself put in there. Clerks about the boyfriend who doesn't like the girlfriend's past. Chasing Amy about the boyfriend who doesn't like the girlfriend's past and the jealousy and the desperate need for love or whatever. And this one with the, rats, high, the high school with the reunion same. at the beginning of this one. Yeah, that's totally. What's, totally Kevin Smith's been in that situation, hasn't he? It yeah. was just totally it. And when Seth Rogen and even Miri was talking in that in them scenes, it's totally what Kevin Smith would say. Yes. Like, let's go and fuck now. Or, you know what I'm <laughs> yes, saying? Even yes. if you just say it off the cuff to be funny, it's totally his... So yeah, there was parts of him in there. It just seemed a bit over... I don't know. I can't really explain it, but it's not mega high up on my... In fact, I... Infinitely much better. Like knocked up after watching it again the other week. Hmm. That's bet. That's a better movie to me. It's just you know Seth Rogen again. <laughs> I was kind of over him the first time I ever saw him, but that's just well, me. I'm not over him. I like him. I, I knocked up. I thought he was funny. I he mean, was funny for half of the movie, probably. Actually, there was a part. There was part. In when, what movie have you seen him when he was different than any of the others? Never. Of never, course, never. He's just that character. That is <laughs> yeah. that one character, and in this movie. He's that one character, but with Kevin Smith inside him. Yes. That's, what, that's the difference. <laughs> Telling him what to say. Yeah. So that's Zach and Mary. I can't, you know, I recommend it if you're, if you're, I like Kevin Smith, so I'm a bit biased, but it's not up there in my top ones, you know. Chasing Amy's still my top one. What about you? Yeah, Chasing Amy. Not this one. It's average. It's definitely average. Oh, no, I think it's better than average, because he's still his, him. You can. It's got a style about it, and I admire that that you keep a hold of a certain thing. But 
Yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit too shallow sometimes. He's very obvious about relationships, and it's very, it's not very digging very deep. Do you know? It's also he very, tries, but it's also very, um, what do you call that? Where it's like, oh, hey, we're some people. Hey, hey, we've got no money. Hey, hey, oh, what do we do to make some money? Oh, let's make a pawn. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, but that's good. No, I like it's that re- part. No, I know that's because that's good because that's it. But it's the way it all happens. It's kind of convenient. He's not very sophisticated. Not sophisticated yeah. at all. It's just like that, 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 that. Make a bun. Like it, yeah, that was one of the things I had the feeling of at the beginning. Like, is this thing? Is this guy? You know that I think Justin Long was one of the best things in it. Actually, who's that? The the guy who they meet at the high school reunions who's the gay porn guy. Not not the guy, oh, not yeah. the Superman guy, yeah, the yeah, other one. Good. The yeah. diehard Thor guy. Yeah. Because that's just like, that's, that, that. It was good. It's so not what he is like. And it's just funny as hell when he starts saying it about cocking the ass and all that. It's, it's, a, it's a bit like. Yeah. The. Yeah. The guy who's yeah. in this one. For, yeah, one, for one minute. I don't know what he's called. Cincinnati bow tie. Cincinnati bow tie. Cock <laughs> Crocodile ass foot. <laughs> I think that's enough of this. Alligator fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I guy. was really hoping he actually that. Says something. I was really hoping that would not come to you but in he, that moment. But he actually says something really similar, doesn't he, in this one? About the cock in the ass and he says stuff like that. <laughs> it's just the same shit for but shorter. Yeah. Um I'm sure maybe the D V D extras will uh, Maybe that's all that guy does. The guy, you won't need a guy to say dirty stuff. An old guy. An old Indian guy. Yeah. Indian as He's the in guy. Indian, Asian Indian. Imagine getting calls like, uh, hello, uh, we've got this movie where we need a balding an old, an Asian man. guy, a, a, you know, Indian guy to say alligator fuck out and <laughs> fucking bollock shit. Okay, that's me. I'm the only one on the market who does that. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, Zach and Mary. Next week's uh, Blu-ray review will be Wanted. Nice. Uh, on Blu-ray. We have seen that movie already, so we do have an opinion, and we did discuss it when we went to see it, because it was only one of the only movies we saw this year in the yeah. cinemas. We do already have, have an opinion if you listen back somewhere. <laughs> but maybe the opinion will change, or maybe it will... And whatever. It's possible. So we're going to see the movie, and we're going to see did all the Did the cast extras. change, by any chance, since the last time we saw it? Well, Angel- Did they replace Angelina Jolie? If not, I'm pretty sure my opinion. I know I will change. enjoy it again because Angelina will be wandering around half naked. So um, yeah, that's uh, wanted, and that'll be next week. And Sid Talk, uh, you don't have anything there. What's, I got nothing. What's for dinner? You have. We are going to have uh, steak. I thought it was shepherd's pie. No, I changed my mind. Well, I was looking forward to shepherd's pie. What the hell? Oh well. Never mind that I'm going to give you steak, which you initially requested. Steak's good too. It's either going to be peas or cauliflower. Interesting. So, and that's it. <laughs> I have nothing else to talk so about. So, thank you for listening uh, to the podcast. Um, sorry, we're a bit long this week at nearly an hour and 20 minutes, but <gasps> it was the dark night and we did have to talk about it. Well, Zach and Mary is what pushed you over the edge there, mate. No, we did talk about the dark night for 50 minutes. So, mm. what I'm saying is, it was a, it was a movie that warranted yeah. some talk. Um, so, uh, I want to remind that's you. That's it, of, let's go. I want to remind you about <laughs> the websites. Uh, SidTalk.com and AceScully.com which we have AceScully.com actually SidTalk.com not yet we've just upgraded to WordPress 2.7 it's actually pretty cool you will um, are you going to keep talking? because yes. I thought we were done no we're not done <laughs> WordPress 2.7 
uh, is the new upgrade to WordPress if you're a blogger slash website person. Um, you can upgrade now. It's available. It's quite an awkward upgrade, but once it's upgraded, it's really nice. And I will be going using it to post this podcast in a few <laughs> minutes. Excellent. So, yeah, you can get the podcast on com, iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or the RSS feed, which uh, is on the page. You can just click on the word podcast at the top and listen to this podcast and the other 46 podcasts yeah. we have done. Um, we're getting quite a back collection. We are. What do you call that? A back catalogue. If you want. Um, you can email feedback to ascoli at ascoli.com or sidtalk at sidtalk.com. And I want to say stay classy, Heath Ledger. I want to say think for yourself. I am. Don't make it tacky. No, I'm saying stay classy, Heath Ledger, because you played some good parts in your time. And uh, I'm sorry to see you go. Sorry to see you go. Yeah, and um, you just worry me sometimes. I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> about it. And I'm going to say think for yourself. And that's really it. Or someone else will do it for you. It's very easy for them to crawl in your mind and take it over. So don't let it happen. <laughs>